3: Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 279, Episode 5 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Friday, March 17th, 2023. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Po-po-po potatoes potatoes O'Brien. that is courtesy of at least with the hot takes and the o'reilly's auto parts jingle which i was just listening to a version this morning where it's clear that like one of the one of the musicians one of the vocalists really like got like either got high for the recording session or they just really like threw their entire body and spirit into a adding the O'Reilly, that last o- O'Reilly before the auto parts. So congratulations to, to that artist. We are thrilled to be joined by a co-host, you know, from guesting on this show, of course. You know him from Stuff They Don't Want You to Know, Ridiculous History, the new limited series Let's Start a Coup. Please welcome the brilliant and talented Ben Bowen Oh, yeah, uh, yeah,
4: uh, aka, he's asked Twitter, and they said, uh, aka, case Killer. Killa. AKA BB Cool J, AKA mm-hmm. Dr. Awkward, AKA Mr. Bring the Bags, which I, I don't get, but I support. Mr. Bring the Bags. You always
3: bring those bags of knowledge to knowledge people. Shocks. My AIM A- A- screen name in college and high school was OB Cool J. So shout out. Getting to, to know my friend. you. <laughs> Getting to know you. <laughs> Yeah, that was the creation of my friend Chris, the legendary Chris, who I talk about a lot on this show. Well, Ben, wonderful to have you co-hosting. You already dropped some knowledge on us that I want to talk about in a moment. But first, let's introduce our guest, shall we? Another consummate podcast professional uh one of the best in the business digital activists you can hear her on her brilliant podcast there are no girls on the internet internet hate machine with cool zone media
0: it's bridget oh
2: my god i love i every time i come here you all give me the best introductions it it Mm. fills my heart
3: i mean and, and we do offer that because we're as we're going to get into with Sesame Street, we are running into money difficulties. I will offer to do an intro for you that you can bring around with you that is an NFT for the <laughs> low, low price of $5,000. So just let me know after the recording. But Bridget, so wonderful having you. The intro is always more than well-deserved. Uh, how are you doing? You have new glasses that look fantastic. First I
2: just all. I just got new glasses, so I'm in that phase of getting a new item where. you're just expecting compliments and when you get them you're like thank you I know (laughs) they're great (laughs) and that is correct
3: and that is appropriate
2: (laughs) yeah I'm good I'm excited to be here yeah
3: they're great I yeah I was saying I need I have five pieces of clothing that I wear on a regular basis because I need so many compliments to just have (laughs) the confidence to wear anything other Mm -hmm. otherwise it's just a white t-shirt Ben You were saying before, because we were talking about the naming of dogs, and you were saying that studies have been conducted that suggest that dogs respond better to names that end in S or Y.
4: Yeah, or IE. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's a weird thing. And it's, you know, we talk about names pretty often, right, because names do have power if Apparently, I'll have to look up the study and send you all, but apparently science shows that dogs will tend to be more, more receptive to their, their human roommates, parents, whatever, however you want to anthropomorphize, Uh, they'll be more receptive when their name ends in that IE or Y sound or like a plural, which, which is nuts to me. Uh, because it explains so much, right? It's like, why does every dog person we know, why do they inevitably have all these nicknames?
3: Right? right? Yeah. There, you got to find for, one that they respond to. My dog, Finn, was food. Finny. Yeah. Finny boy. Aww. Finny. See? Yeah. Finny boy. Finny. Yeah. 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 He did not respond to Finn. He ignored the shit out of me. I was like, he can't hear very clearly. <laughs> yeah.
2: There's nothing cuter than asking a pet owner, like, what is your pet's name? And then give me the laundry list of other names, like <laughs> mm-hmm. Dr. Like, Dr. Mm-hmm. Finenstein, like the, yeah, pink, yeah. the Fininator. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, like, what I was thinking about common dog names. It's like Max, which has an S on the end. Uh, Spot does not pass the test. Lassie, though, you know, mm-hmm. these... Mm-hmm. The standard names and and thrown away on the end always a good idea. So, I had a kid growing up with me. I had a wonderful wonderful guy
4: living with him named Buster, and Buster was a golden retriever who always seemed like very good energy, very affable, but didn't mm. quite like didn't quite get what was going on. Yeah, poor <laughs> Buster. And I yeah. think it's
3: because <laughs> naming I malpractice.
4: Think, I think if this poor guy spent you know over a decade not fucking knowing when people were talking to him yeah
3: (laughs) that would be difficult i think (laughs) in my experience that's hard all right well bridget we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment first we're gonna tell our listeners about the plate of just Hot garbage news that we have for them today. (laughs) Today's news cycle seems to have been. It seems like all all the news outlets were just like, turn it over to Chat GPT. We're we're just gonna and tell them about like all the all the buzzwords from the last year. So we have we have the Taco Bell Metaverse wedding. What? We have a review of the Taco Bell Metaverse wedding, (laughs) officiated by. Cal Penn, of course. How did it really, Cal Penn get mixed up in that? How did he get looped in? That <laughs> poor guy. It's, you know, the that sweet, sweet marketing money. The Tiger King is running for president from jail. There is a Sesame Street NFT that just got dropped. They're a little, little behind the curve on that one. I admire that they're sticking to it. They're still just like, no, we think people are going to won an NFT of Cookie Monster leaning kind of seductively on an oven. He, like, seems like he's... It seems like a dating profile pic of Cookie <laughs> Monster, <laughs> which is interesting choice.
4: He owns the means of production, man. He's, yeah.
3: he's showing people that he
4: can make his own That's cookies, power. Right?
3: Yeah. So we'll talk about that and also the history of why Sesame Street needs to resort to selling nfts and tickle tickle me's elmo and all that shit before we get to any of that stuff bridget we do like to ask our guests what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are
2: something from my search history that is revealing about who i am is uh the phrase sexy boy i Uh was uh, recording a podcast about the rivalry between bret hart and Shawn michaels and Mm. in the script they were like oh Shawn Michaels, his walk-on song at the time was a song called Sexy Boy. And so I was like, oh, I have to hear this song. So that was one of the last things I Googled was to hear uh, Shawn Michaels' walk-on song, Sexy Boy. Which, by the way, if you... If you I, I recommend Googling it and listening to it because it is pretty good. Mm. But, yeah, so that was when he walked out onto the stage to.
4: Is it B-O-I or B-O-Y?
3: <laughs> no, this was the 90s. This was B-O-Y. We didn't yeah, know... Only Big yeah. Boy from Outcast <laughs> knew that you could spell your name, spell the word boy that way. I feel. Yeah, I'm Big Atlanta Boy and Avril I mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Wow. So Sexy Boy, the first Google result when you just put the words Sexy Boy mm-hmm. into Google is the Shawn Michaels intro music. But it's not the first image result. I'll tell you that much, folks. Don't is it Google. a Sexy Boy? It's a yeah. lot of Sexy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of ripped six-pack abs. One in which, yeah. I don't even want to describe what's happening in that one
4: since we're an audio show I think it's I think it's necessary to tell the zeit gang that bridget and I can see Jack's furrowed brow mm-hmm. as he's what, what are you doing are you like trying to count abs what's going yeah, on? Yeah. He's watching game
3: how many abs are supposed to be on a sexy boy <laughs> yeah it's a lot it's a lot to take in this this uh, search history but that, thank you so much for sharing it with us. I actually don't know that song. I never got into the whole WWF w, like I was super into it for a couple months when I was like five, when like Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, mm. and then just like fell out of love with it. I think I discovered like playing guns instead of playing wrestling and like right. that and just moved on to some other toxic little boy bullshit. I think ramp my dad saw Rambo and described it to me. And I was like, well, this is my new this is personality. My new yeah. <laughs> this is my new thing. <laughs> I'm a, just I'm a scarred nine-year-old yeah, exactly. Vietnam veteran. I was so <laughs> influenced by <laughs> Sylvester Stallone and like his whole thing is like haunted, scarred, damaged, like, mm. you know can barely communicate because Mm -hmm. he's like holding in so much pain and just like so thoroughly toxic with his inability to talk about his pain to access his own pain as a you identified
2: with this as a child as a child (laughs) because rocky
3: and rambo like for whatever reason i was like yes
4: Feed toxic, me more. Sexy boys. Yeah. yeah. Like,
3: I fantasized <laughs> about getting beat up instead of beating what? people up because Rocky, that was like the majority of what Rocky was, was him just getting the shit beat out of him. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, that guy can take a punch. I wish I could take a punch like that.
4: I thought, uh, like, Bridget, when you said Sexy Boy, I immediately thought of the song by the French.
2: Air. Musicians. Right? Air. Yeah.
4: I was like, that's it. I'm still. Relevant? I got my finger on a pulse or whatever.
2: (laughs) How weird would it be if a wrestler in the '90s, his walk-on song was (laughs) Was "Sexy Boy" by Air? (laughs) Like, he's a real like, like um, highbrow. He's cultivating a vibe here. Okay, okay. (laughs) Playing Moon Safari.
3: (laughs) That's a great idea. Somebody should just have be avant-garde wrestler. Just Mm -hmm. the most hated. They really wanted to create a villain that America would hate. Make yeah, him super Gardner. metrosexual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just just arty. Just arty, you know? What is something, Bridget, that you think is overrated?
2: Something that I think is overrated is it's very specific and perhaps a little bit niche. I was in Vegas. I just came back from Vegas for Podcast Movement Evolutions. And okay. while I was there, I learned that I-, I didn't know this. I don't know how I didn't know this. But did you know that Elon Musk's boring company has hollowed out part of the ground under las vegas to make what is called the vegas loop did you know this
4: like hyperloop
2: I, so this is this is where the confusion came from on my part i was thinking hyperloop like that super fast underground thing which like you know I, like i'm no expert but it sounded i was interested to see it so we've been sold on hyperloop which does sound kind of cool this that what actually exists is vegas loop which is so much fucking worse it is whatever you're thinking it is so much less cool it's underground and it's just this underground road under part of las vegas where teslas drive and so it's essentially just like a fleet of ke- a fleet of teslas driven by humans that drives underground it goes about 30 to 40 miles an hour it doesn't go it doesn't go wildly fast and that's the whole thing. When you go down, you think it's gonna be cool, because it's kind of like when you used to board those version America flights where they'd have the lights? Oh, they music. have the lights? They, they have, have cool some lights, lights. they've Ooh. got some lights, they've got some <laughs> music. So you think like, oh, I'm back to be whisked away on this like futuristic loop. It's just a dude driving a Tesla. Like that's the whole thing. It's just it's an just underground a Tesla. Subway
3: system with Teslas instead of trains?
2: Uh yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And The whole time I was just like, this was, this is the whole thing. It's essentially the same thing that happens above ground, but underground for some reason. Like, I I, I can't understand why it's it's supposed to be better to be underground. I can't, I can't get it. Anyway. Yeah, I'm confused too. Very overrated. It was, it just was really whack. Like, it just
3: wasn't cool. (laughs) Because they talked about this a lot. I remember him talking a big game, and then I had lumped this into yet another one of the things that he talked a lot about, and it sucked. And it turns out that he did, or or actually didn't happen, and it turns out it did happen, and it sucked. So that that is actually news to me. Wait, do a lot of people use it?
2: I don't think so. Everybody who I saw was like, interested in the novelty as I was, like, I don't think it's something that people are using for their general transportation needs in Vegas. I could be wrong.
3: I also don't trust it. Like, I don't trust that he is doing the work to make sure it is safe and not going to collapse in on itself, personally.
2: Yeah, I did have a couple of questions because, like, if you were, if you had a disability and you had a wheelchair or a mobility device, it's not clear to me, like, like you can't really stop. Like the people are really the people driving are very invested in like keeping keeping it going. So if you had a luggage or something, it wasn't clear to me what would happen. So certainly it's the kind. Con- I'll just say it it worked about as well as an underground driving si- system designed by Elon Musk. Exactly what you think it would be. It is like yeah, it's designed as about as well as Elon Musk. As you would imagine Elon Musk would yeah. make it.
4: He's got that four
3: thirty PM on a Friday energy. Right. <laughs> yes. Like,
2: yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
3: What is something you think is underrated?
2: Something I think is underrated is this is gonna be controversial. Checking your luggage when you're flying. Mm. I usually mm. carry on. I checked. I had a bunch of bags, so I checked them all. Mm. And I don't know what I've been avoiding this whole time. Like it was it, it went fine it was nice to not have to i had a connection so it was nice to not have to schlep bags from here to there this whole time i've been crapping on people who aren't able to get their stuff into a carry-on i think i'm i think i'm check bags for life now
3: (laughs) it's it's really hit or miss it's when, when when it doesn't go well that's like they lose the the bag the bag takes an hour to arrive, as it did on my last flight that I took, where we checked a bag mm. it's It's a bummer it's re- It's really tough to just be like kind of waiting there with everybody that you were just on the plane with and never <laughs> wanted to see again <laughs> and well, then, yeah,
4: right, right, right. you're like, oh, I'm standing next to this this guy who is uh way too open with uh his feet. Yeah. On, on oh. He's stand like while we're waiting guy. here, I might
3: as well take my shoes off again. <laughs> yeah, right? let me learn more about you, bro. What kind of bag do
4: you store your socks in? Because I think you just have the one pair. But also, like, I, I gotta say, I'm with Bridget on this. I'm team Bridget on on the checking bags when it works out, because I'm uh, I'm a sucker and I love that moment. For me, it always feels like the uh, climactic moment of a a rom-com you know when I see my bag again and Mm -hmm. I'm like oh we've been you know we've been hundreds of miles away and here you are coming toward me and I know it's you I knew from the first you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) like you know I'm like hugging the bag and uh yeah yeah I don't know anthropomorphizing maybe I don't think my bag cares about me the way I care about.
3: No, it. don't be so hard on yourself. Don't say that, Ben. Your bag okay. loves you. Do you get do you guys tie a little ribbon? Do you have, what's your how, how do you know it at first sight? Cuz bags are I do feel like bags have evolved like the way that nature keeps evolving into crabs, like animals keep evolving into crabs. I feel like all bags have evolved into the same like black gray hard-bodied rectangular suitcase that looks like it could have been made by, you know, one of the three internet bag companies. Do you guys have a little little piece of spirit, little piece of jazz on there?
2: I do. I have uh, very distinctive stickers. So I, I usually Fun. travel with two bags. One is like very distinctive. No one would ever mistake it for theirs. It's like bright orange. Definitely mine. The other is the classic black away bag which i think i did get for free from for like making yeah. a podcast ad like everybody has we it, all so did to, everybody yeah. who had
3: a podcast got that bag <laughs> we all had podcasts so everybody has that bag now and it's yep. a good bag it's durable
2: i've yeah. had it for years and like like truly it is like the day you start a podcast it shows up at your house with your microphone mm-hmm. but so i have to have all kinds of distinctive <laughs> stickers on it
4: <laughs> right because there there are so many of those bags and i i also uh to that question I, I like to have, like, I have no stickers on a car because I feel like that's uh, presumptuous somehow. People are already driving. They don't want to have to learn more about me. I'll just use my turn signals and be quiet. <laughs> but, but like, like, with the bag, especially because they're relatively ubiquitous and I'm partially colorblind, I have uh, a bunch of, like, just travel stickers, the ones they do from when you check a bag and I just oh. haven't, haven't cleaned it. So I'm always thinking, oh, yeah, there's the one, the the, the beat up shitty one. Yeah. I knew you from the first. <laughs> Welcome back, bud. You know? But I, I think it is smart when people have, you, you know, sometimes people make a statement. Everybody makes a statement, right, at, yeah. at different times. And I kind of love seeing weird bags in the baggage claim, you know. I'm like, oh, this guy either is super into snowboarding or maybe it's a cello, right? <laughs> right. One thing I do know is he has very specific views on, you know, Tibet back in the 90s. Sure. From Is like free Tibet thing. Um, I think that's cool. I think that's cool. And if you check a bag like to your point, Bridget, you can, especially if you have a connecting flight, it's, Like, the logistics is just sort of magical. Mm -hmm. I could never do that. I I could never figure out how to follow every, you know, watch every falling sparrow (laughs) from, like, one airplane to the next. But it's impressive.
3: Yeah.
2: Ben, to your point about, like, you don't put stickers on your cars, do you ever see one of those cars that just has way too many stickers on it where it's like, you are trying to tell us way too many things? Even if they're things that I like or agree with, at a certain point, it's like, it makes... You're advertising too much to the world, even if it's things that I am aligned with. It's too much.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's too much. And they're always like usually include get off my ass. And it's like, (laughs) well, you clearly want me somewhere close to you so Mm -hmm. that I can read the dissertation Mm -hmm. that you've put together. (laughs) Those stickers, the bumper stickers are like so, I don't know. They they do not have a fact uh, industry wide fact checker, I will say. Because <laughs> there are quotes attributed to Einstein that I'm I'm pretty sure are like Van Halen lyric or something. You know what
4: what do you guys think about vanity plates?
2: Oh, I used to have one. What, what'd you say? Them.
4: What did it you say? said
2: love this is so cheesy. It said love to teach because I was a teacher at the yes. time and I really did love to teach.
4: That's, I think that's, that's great. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good. One. I I like the ones where, you know, I'm 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 never going to condone being high in traffic. So for the purposes of this story, I was riding shotgun, and <laughs> I got to the point where I thought regular license plates were vanity plates that I just wasn't You're smart just enough to, to understand. Yeah, <laughs> I was like H four. No, no, no. Keep following that guy. Let's, I got to write <laughs> <Yeah>. this down.
3: <laughs> Follow that man. <laughs> yeah. decode also there was a study that i don't know if it's been replicated widely but it's an interesting thought is that there was a study that the people who were most likely to engage in road rage incidents were it had nothing to do with like you know so some of the things that you might like whether they were in a pickup truck or like a different kind of truck which would have been my first guess the It was actually people who had bumper stickers were, like, that was the only statistically significant differentiator between, like, how likely they were to get into a road rage incident. And, like, I think the theory was that if you have bumper stickers, you view your car as, like, an extension of your personhood Mm. more than anything else. And so, like, you... View it as a personal insult if you're cut off as opposed to just a thing that happens to everyone, you know? Oh, wow.
2: This is like one of the reasons why I don't drive is because I feel like I would be a road rage person. Like I drive a little bit, but I really don't drive a right. lot. Yeah. Uh, I, so when I'm behind the wheel, like if somebody is trying to merge, like kind of box me out to merge... I will kill us both. Like, I don't care.
3: <laughs> like, mm. like, we will die in this car. Yeah.
2: I get, I, I, I believe that. I believe the bumper sticker to road rage correlation. Cause, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. like, you probably feel much more like this is my, this car is my property and an extension of me and I will protect it, which mm. I, I hate to say is, like, an, an instinct that I get.
3: And I wonder if they I've never had a bumper sticker, but I do wonder if when you have a bumper sticker, you start assuming people are driving a certain way around you based on 100%. your bumper stickers, like you're I'm defensive. Sure. You're like, oh, you don't like Einstein? Mm-hmm. You don't believe that I ran a half marathon? Well, we're <laughs> like, I'm going to take this to the death.
4: You're 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 like laying on your horn and to yourself, you're just muttering. Well, this guy doesn't fucking coexist. That's for sure. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'll tell you I, one thing, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I uh, I I see it, and this is just further cementing my no bumper stickers on my car situation. You know, yeah. it's it's great. You're right, though. It's it's a lot. I I, I think people always want to sort of tell a story, right? Because yeah. we are the stories we tell ourselves. But to you guys' point, how many should there be a limit? Should somebody Definitely. like write write to our local representatives and say, "Hey, I know there's a lot of stuff going on, but like three bumper stickers max, you know? Yeah, like let's bring people together. I don't know. I don't. know. Yeah.
2: I believe there should be a limit on bumper stickers and also signs in your yard. Like again, <laughs> even even if it's signs of things that I agree with, it's like we get it. Three is right. three is plenty. Three. Three's you good. don't need you don't you don't need to like. Let, let's let's keep it reasonable. Three is it's a
3: diminishing case. return. Exactly. You know? And some people like try to build community. Like there there's houses that are like we do this this week and we're gonna like I don't know. It's it. It reminds me of like those like mini library things that I think are cool. But I think a lot of people are like this is how we build community <laughs> and it's like well you're not really interacting Easy with anyone. Though. It feels like yeah but, yeah. I don't know. I'm glad those exist. I just don't know that they're the answer
4: this just a jack o'brien
3: library hater (laughs) uh, i told you that was an offline thought uh, i'm still workshopping so (laughs) i
2: mean jack it's not like you ever see like crowds of people hanging around a free little library you know talking about the book we have
3: one like right next like in between our neighbor's house and our house and it's yeah you don't you don't see people like Hang out there, but you see people like walk up by themselves it It gets a lot more traffic than I would have expected. It's pretty popular it's definitely useful. It's just yeah, people don't hang together at the at the free yard library
4: yeah <laughs> at the free yard library we got I do want to give a quick shout out to, not to Durellis. here in Atlanta. An activist artist friend of mine named Aileen Loy has uh, created, on the heels of the book banning stuff that's happening around the country, has yeah. created a what what she's calling a little contentious free library, which is all banned books. Oh, I uh, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's that's great. Way cooler than me. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, it's like a, you know, it's it's a real problem if you're preventing people from being able to encounter knowledge you know at a, at a formative age then eh, i don't know yeah different. that
3: might different, different in the future story. that might be the like we'll all have to have little libraries where we give out books that are banned elsewhere because mm. yeah their schools aren't doing it in some states so all right let's take a quick break and we'll come back and get into the taco bell metaverse wedding the future of customer experience is here and it's faster and better than ever before. It's time to introduce your business or organization to Nice CX1, the world's most complete customer experience cloud platform. CX1 is the ultimate all in one solution to turbocharge your CX results so you can say goodbye to long wait times and frustrated customers. With CX One, you can achieve faster customer resolutions with every interaction, all thanks to the power of one complete cloud platform. It's now easier than ever for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences all while hitting those key business metrics. Whether you're a startup or an established enterprise, Nice CX One has everything you need to engage customers, deliver smart self-service and optimize agent-assisted service. When you choose NICE, you get unlimited cloud scalability and flexibility. So visit nice.com today and take your customers and business into the future. That's nice.com. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game changing innovations with limited time deals on select, next gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop, powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at alienware.com deals, You'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at alienware.com slash deals. That's alienware.com slash deals. And we're back. And Taco Bell is in the metaverse. I don't know. This, so... Taco Bell held a contest where the winner, yes, the winner, got to have their wedding in a digital Taco Bell in the metaverse. That was what you won. That feels like a punishment to me. But the the ceremony happened at the end of last March. But people who attended just, I don't know, broke their media embargo. I (laughs) I don't know. And it's just truly... I don't know. The, this story made me feel as empty as any story we've covered in a long time. But I did have to talk about it. Mm. So the bride and groom's avatars faced each other across a sacred fire. Uh, it was So the wedding was a traditional Indian ceremony, other than the fact that it was in a Taco Bell in the metaverse. Uh, it was hosted by Cal Penn. The bride and groom's avatars faced each other across a sacred sacred fire Made of Taco Bell's signature fire sauce.
4: See, okay, okay,
3: all right. You're on board.
4: No, I look.
3: I'm gonna <laughs> wait yeah, a second. I, <laughs> I
4: feel like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Now I'm back in. I didn't know it was signature fire sauce. But I, I gotta be honest. This um is gross. Uh, and I wish everybody like marriage is tough. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. I. I wish everybody the the best of success finding your person. You know, it's like even better than that rom com moment with your bag at baggage claim, right? It's like that forever, and that's right. really noble and cool. And, and that maybe, is
3: for most people the height of romantic love. So you're saying this is even more than seeing your bag? Yes. The yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. We're we're very statement. But okay. Bridget
4: and I are being paid by big checked bag. I guess. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we are. Spirit (laughs) (laughs) Airlines. (laughs) Right. Call Uh, me TSA. (laughs) But okay, there's like, again, you know, good friend of mine, actually my best friend is he's getting married pretty soon. And he was telling me all all, like how stressful it is and how uh, messed up and crazy planning this thing gets. And so he and uh, his partner, they have decided to elope. Which I think is cool, you know, cut past the nonsense, and then make it their own. So maybe for this couple, it's their dream thing. Maybe they were yeah. like, "Hey, we met at a t- Taco Bell," or like, uh, you know, quesadillas
3: in the metaverse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gordita <laughs>
4: crunch wraps are really the glue of our partnership. My or problem here
3: know. is not the Taco Bell theming. I will say that the okay. The ta- I th- but the official Taco Bell theming the the fact that it is I I don't know I just feel bad for like if you want to diminish the amount of stress associated with an event adding a corporate sponsor who has notes on everything <laughs> oh that you no oh do, right <laughs> like <laughs> it just seems like not the not the way to go. I mean, That's I think like the idea idealized version that like they pitched when Taco Bell, you know, signed on to this idea and contest is probably that. It's like, yeah, they just are expressing their love and their to a couple weirdos who just love Taco Bell. But in practice, for anyone who has been involved with sponsored content and uh, trying to get any <laughs> amount of <laughs> art through uh, past past cor- corporate sponsors who have notes, I just uh, like I don't know. It, it seems. Yeah seems difficult i also like the fact that they keep saying that they won a contest to become the first people married at a taco bell in the metaverse as though this is going to be an ongoing thing that we'll be looking back on them as the fucking george washington's of this thing that we all then went on to do as a people Mm. pioneers yeah I mean, people I'm, do yeah.
2: have, like, really strong feelings about Taco Bell. Like i yeah. I have no trouble believing that this couple maybe met in a Taco Bell, and Taco Bell was a big part of their relationship. And I, I didn't have Taco Bell for the first time until, like, five years ago. So I am not in that particular group. But, um, yeah, we weren't allowed to eat it when I was growing up. like a weird a weird rule my mom had no taco Bell, <laughs> no mountain dew. <laughs> wow.
4: But all um, the other stuff was fine,
2: yeah, all so. fine. I, okay. I don't know why so she just, funny. like, had a thing. Well, for Mountain Dew, she said it was because, this is this is her, her words, not mine, it was, quote, for white trash, so we yep. weren't allowed to drink oh, it. Oh, yeah.
4: No, no, confirmed. <laughs>
2: I think That's... Taco Bell might have been in the mix as well.
3: <laughs> my family didn't encourage it, I will say that. <laughs> they, I never went out to dinner with my family to Taco Bell, necessarily, but, you know, I, I got it, like, after, you know, a... Game or something like if I, you know, we, we just, it was the thing that was open that we could like scarf down in the 15 minutes we had. And yeah, it's such perfect point, just like so delicious i don't know it lit up something in my brain that i have <laughs> been unable to uncrease from there and the same is true of mountain dew when i lived in kentucky <laughs> i became addicted to mountain dew and have never been able to fully like i don't i don't go frequently because of or, or like drink mountain dew frequently because for self-care reasons. Because, like, <laughs> if I have a 12-pack of Mountain Dew in my yeah. house, uh, I'm not going to be able to not drink at all.
4: But what if you could do it in the metaverse,
3: bro? <laughs> now now <laughs> we're talking, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> no, that's... Mountain Dew was
4: originally slang for moonshine. That's the etymology of it. Yeah. I haven't tried it, um, but I do agree with your mom, Bridget. Oh, my that's God! Wait, she was actually people. onto
2: something, with that... Like, wow! Yeah. There's no you way know. my mom knows you've that. You've never
3: tried
4: it.
2: I've never tried it. I've tried the red kind, but I've never had regular Mountain Dew.
3: Regular, I mean oh, the it's red good. kind Code is. Red. You get the you get the overall. Yeah. Red. Wait, Ben. But, have you? Did you say you've never tried it? Mm-mm. Uh, I, uh, you've never
4: <laughs> tried Mountain Dew. <laughs> I probably, this is like asking someone if they've always been vegan. There was probably something in the drinks, but anytime there was a Mountain Dew situation available, there was some other soda or something to drink. So I would end up, I would end up going with that. And also growing up, some of my relatives I didn't care for.
3: Were into Mountain Dew. They were sure. super
4: into Mountain Dew. And yeah. I would look at them and I would be like,
3: ha ha, ha.
4: Better you yeah. than me, my friend, <laughs> you know? So like, okay. But Taco Bell though, the appeal, the late night appeal back yeah. in the day, you know, you got like 12, 18 bucks, you're right. high in a car following another car. Cause you think it's a vanity license plate. <laughs> they roll it to a Taco Bell <laughs> yeah, and then you're, you're like, I'm living like I am the fucking emperor of bad decisions. You know what? Two
3: quesadillas, yeah. throw in the churros, yolo. Yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, man. Cheesy gordita crunch. I just discovered like Miles, I think, turned me on to like I loved Taco Bell and I wasn't even getting the best stuff growing up. What's the good order? I mean, cheesy gordita Gordita crunch crunch, with a quesadilla I've always had. And then I like to get a grilled stuffed chicken burrito with that's the healthy part of my order. Grilled stuffed chicken burrito, uh, extra grill. Like, put it on the grill for a little extra time, if they don't mind. But You can ask for that? Yeah, well done. (laughs) Yeah, uh, (laughs) grilled stuffed chicken burrito, well done. (laughs) But then I'll I'll freelance. And then, of course, with the biggest Baja Blast that they will allow me to carry out.
4: You're in deep water, my friend. Like, I I had no idea this was a
3: thing. So, wait, though. I get it, like, once a year at this point, but... And I sure. don't tell my kids or my wife. <laughs> it's a
2: secret. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's just like a dark trip to <laughs> <laughs> undercover dark of trip. night. I turn dark. my headlights
4: off. <laughs> dark night of the soul. Yeah. Oh, my God, Bridget. He's got like a fake mustache on. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> so wait, though. Wait, though. A wedding in the metaverse. You got to tell us these uh, these folks get married. They were in person, right? This wasn't like a remote, like no, entirely remote. Yeah, they were remote. together. Oh, okay, they
3: kissed. They kissed each other's faces, like real people in love, and all that stuff. Which is all like that almost makes it because then you're like, oh, so they are really like married now like this was really their wedding cuz like the the picture that you see of it is like two people deeply in love kissing one another and then they're like weird avatars in a purple like on a purple throne like kissing each other above but so the vows were written by chat gpt no so like this story seems like it's being written by <laughs> chat gpt because no. of just like all the stupidest buzzwords coming together here the vows were written by chat gpt It was within a video game, so it wasn't even really the metaverse, but, like, I don't know how to feel about that. Like, I'm not—I'm no metaverse snob, so if they want to do it in Decentraland, the video game, it just seems like it was a poorly orchestrated publicity stunt by Taco Bell, which Mm. has to hurt a little bit when— Like the big viral marketing campaign that is sponsoring your wedding, like doesn't even put it in the real metaverse. But I don't, I don't give a shit. But if they
4: pay for the wedding, though, I mean, at that point, it's just like yeah,
3: absolutely. Like that's that's great. However, but like pay for the
2: wedding in the metaverse. So like not really.
3: Sure, good point. Or or
2: did, did they? I guess this is my like. I'm sort of. It's sort of breaking my brain. Did they pay for a ceremony IRL or only within the Metaverse? Also, does a Taco Bell within the Metaverse have employees? What like I just have a lot of questions.
3: So many, yeah. Yeah, I think they have employees. Uh, one thing that we do know for sure is that, and th- this is my favorite point, because it's like you suspect, okay, the corporate brand is going to have some notes and ideas that they're going to want implemented. The one place we got to see this is that in addition to having Cal Penn host their wedding, they also had a Twitch streamer, like, he, who was narrating the whole thing to the point that the guests of the wedding couldn't hear what was happening. <gasps> he, a play-by-play? Yes, like a play-by-play, but not even like he was just a Twitch streamer. They were like, "Here, do your <laughs> thing," like had no relation to the couple. So he's just like over the top, keeps. Singing, no one so this is no one could hear what was going on because the Twitch streamer Taco Bell hired kept singing about Taco Bell throughout the ceremony. Legion, except the O in in Legion is a Q for I probably QAnon reasons, but I have no idea. Spoke through every minute of the ceremony, he shouted out his followers and made up little songs proclaiming his love for Taco Bell as he showed off his avatar's various outfits during the wedding wow
2: he sounds like a rowdy wedding guest that you have to throw out of your wedding because they've had one too many
3: mm-hmm. but like during the ceremony it's like <laughs> how it can i make, at the ceremony how can i make this wedding
4: about me he right. said you know
3: which that happens that that definitely i've heard
4: happens. i've heard war stories i you know what I, I don't want to i've never met these folks wish them the best again yeah as we no, said at the top nothing but, against uh,
3: them it's just we live in hell all of us and yeah. this is amazing and hell
2: me. is a combination taco bell Metaverse, <laughs>
4: wedding chapel, yeah.
3: Yes.
4: Oh my gosh, what other things are going to happen in the metaverse? What other is Taco Bell going to have a funeral contest next? Like, yeah. uh, is, yeah. are have are a, they going to have a quinceanera? Like, what's what, what what's going on? Who would who would think this is a good idea?
2: I want to meet the couple know. that steps up and has their divorce in the metaverse. Taco yeah. Bell, like, like if yeah. you're really going to be about that mm-hmm. life, yeah.
3: <laughs> Like they didn't look at the bylaws in the entirety of their <laughs> wedding, including like the consummation. Everything has to happen in the metaverse. Like, oh my god! What if they Taco can't... Bell present <laughs> <I> <laughs> with be Legion the present being mind. yeah narrating all the, the whole thing?
4: Wait, wait, wait though. No, wait, last, last, last question. What if what if there is something? I think you're onto something with the fine print. What if there is something where they cannot get divorced unless Taco Bell signs off?
3: Right talk about is like we don't love this for our yeah I, mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if it was in the contract. I I'd, I'd be surprised if they upheld it. If like I, I'm sure they put it in the contract being like because now this is going to be America's sweethearts. Everyone's going to be paying attention to the cu- the first couple to get married in a metaverse Taco Bell. And then now that it has happened and everyone's just like, "Oh my god, we live in hell." They're probably like, "Never mind. You guys do your thing." But yeah. I'm sure the contract gives gives them rights to the first two offspring from the children, you know, <laughs> or from, from the way, from the marriage. All right. So <laughs> let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about more
0: insane news.
3: The future of customer experience is here and it's faster and better than ever before. It's time to introduce your business or organization to Nice CX1, the world's most complete customer experience cloud platform. CX1 is the ultimate all in one solution to turbocharge your CX results so you can say goodbye to long wait times and frustrated customers. With CX One, you can achieve faster customer resolutions with every interaction, all thanks to the power of one complete cloud platform. It's now easier than ever for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences, all while hitting those key business metrics. Whether you're a startup or an established enterprise, Nice CX One has everything you need to engage customers, deliver smart self-service and optimize agent-assisted service. When you choose Nice, you get unlimited cloud scalability and flexibility, so visit Nice.com today and take your customers and business into the future. That's Nice.com. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop, powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at alienware.com deals, You'll have access to leading edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at alienware.com deals. That's alienware.com deals. All right, big news. Uh, oh, we're back. Big news. Tiger King, Joe Exotic guy is running for president from jail. To to remind you, if you didn't watch the whole thing or managed to like, strategically forget that you watched it, that part of the pandemic, currently serving 21-year federal sentence for taking out a hit on his rival. And also for unlawfully killing at least five tigers because he's a bad person. Person, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This story is just... We talked about fractals yesterday with uh, our guest, Baratunde Thurston, mm. and like oh. the idea of like small patterns that like explode and like turn your whole society into the thing that is happening at the smaller level and like this way in which I and I don't know which came first, but like toxic narcissism, like debilitating narcissism, like people who just have have their mind and life taken over by a narcissistic personality disorder being the cheat code to get famous Mm. has this just seems to be like another example of that replicating itself and i don't know if it's just the overall conditions of social media and the attention economy Mm. and all of that just leading to that but it does seem like the this overall sickness we have as a civilization, it's like results in a world where Joe Exotic is still a celebrity. Like, hey, George well.
4: Santos is running, too. You know yeah. what I mean? The yeah. look at me casino of yeah. social media is in full effect. Uh, I, I, I I imagine, uh, I imagine, Jack, that you are very divided on which of these two candidates most deserves your vote.
3: Wait, George Santos is running for president?
4: Well, I mean, unless he's lying about it.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. God, I mean, this is such a non sequitur, but the weirdest lie that he told is that he was one of the producers on the Broadway adaptation of Spider-Man Turn Out the Dark.
3: Yeah. It was like, a complete <laughs> disaster. Like, so
2: weird. And also it's like, <laughs> like, yeah, that production was like a disaster. People got hurt. I think somebody got like, one of the actors got very hurt. Why would you want to? Why would you want to be like? Oh yeah, I was part of that production. I produced yeah. it actually. Like what? Like what a weird thing to lie about.
3: Yeah. Oh, I'm what, sorry. That's I'm his sorry. genius. Yeah, he, I'm he sorry. picks very specific things that nobody else would lie about. Like he didn't say he was on. Like, he said he was on Baruch College's volleyball team, which they right. don't even have a volleyball team. And like. New York is not known for its volleyball. So he like gets in these like little <laughs> mm-hmm. like you know corners where nobody would even think to look and lies about that.
4: I apologize. Accuracy is important. Uh he has he's running for re-election. I don't know if he's quite president Didn't yet.
3: Did he just get elected? <laughs> he's
4: Well, You know, he knows how to stay stay in the news campaign. Yeah. But I I mean, but he's no he's no Tiger King. I I saw Tiger King like most of us during the pandemic. Right. And uh, and I don't understand a lot of quote unquote reality television, but I fucking love tigers. You know, I love animals like that. So I'm like, oh, let's see what's happening. I was thoroughly unprepared. It was like a later season of Walking Dead where zombies (laughs) occasionally show up and it's mostly just regular people who are bad at communicating. And I'm like, why don't you change the title of this to like a guy? There are also, hey, Ben, there are also some tigers in here occasionally. Right. Right. Like, yeah, uh, tiger content. Severely lacking, and he's still locked up for how long, this guy, Joe? Like
3: uh, 20-something years, 21 years. So like well past the end of his uh, first term, I will say. Yeah, he he's planning to ask Liz Cheney to be his running mate. He's also, like, running on the—like, he's saying that, like, one, one of his big platforms is corruption in the Department of Justice, which is real— like, and Trump True. is hitting on that too. The Department of Justice is a complete shit show and like one of the most toxic, mm. like just all the FBI, like all these things that Trump gets to be the person who like points out. It's very frustrating, but he he at least knows how to imitate the parts of, I, I think he kind of got forced into focusing on Department of Justice because he is in jail and convicted of mm. attempted murder. But
4: can you do that?
3: Can you can you become POTUS President? when you're yeah, yeah when you're locked so. up? Yeah, I believe it's constitutionally permitted. Uh, I'm gonna so. write that down in my notes. <laughs> Good to <laughs> know. <you> go.
4: <laughs> Good to know.
2: Wasn't he angling to get a pardon from Trump? Like he was like yeah he was like waiting waiting on the call before Trump left office.
3: I think that was like a big part of season two. Or for some reason, I have like some memory of him like waiting on a pardon from Trump. I don't think I watched season two. If I did, I'm very disappointed in myself. But yeah, I remember there being like a big thing where he was like putting all his chips on Trump was going to pardon him and then it didn't happen.
2: Yeah, the Tiger King part of the pandemic was really weird. When We were all just like glued to it.
3: Yeah.
4: Our collective fever dream, you know, when when everybody was uh, incredibly afraid with good reason, but then also, yeah, you're right. But you're right. I, I remember these conversations I would have with strangers. You know, we're all like, we're all like masked up. So right. everything has like this tension because you're looking at each other's eyes, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, and then you would have these conversations. and Tiger King got mentioned Yeah. in, in these just very short rant. Well, I mean, I'm from Atlanta. We all talk e- to each other constantly, you know, in any line yeah. or elevator, but, but yeah, Tiger King and and you had pointed out off air, Jack, he's running as a libertarian.
3: Yeah. Libertarian with a campaign of shutting down the IRS, assassinating oh, right. Putin and making undocumented migrants pay $50 a month to avoid deportation, which is an idea he says he got from Belize. But real winner, this guy. Real <laughs> yeah, winner. Assassinating mm-hmm. Putin this is funny. They were like, so you, but you, you're saying you're going to kill. He's like, yep, you quote that <laughs> wherever you want. You
4: what, does it. he think the CIA is going to read that and go, oh, shit,
3: light bulb moment?
1: There's we have it. Wow. You <laughs> could kill
4: him. <laughs> All
3: right. Uh, let's talk about Sesame Street NFTs. Because the NFT market is exploding right now, and we this is another edition of Stock Corner, Jack Stock Corner. Boom, boom. There So the NFT market is, I, I, I'm shocked that there are still NFTs, but... Uh, You know, I guess these things take a while to develop. And there is a new $60 Cookie Monster NFT, the first of a series of official Sesame Street themed NFTs brought to you by the letters W, T, and F. (laughs) (laughs) These are just shitty JPEGs. Like they are just, yeah, I I don't know. I don't even know what to say about this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did they just announce this?
3: Yeah, they just announced this.
2: I feel like if they had announced this last year, I might be like... It makes perfect sense. We wouldn't have
3: had to talk about it at all.
2: (laughs) I would say that. But I would be at least like, (laughs) okay, it's kind of in the zeitgeist, sure.
3: Yeah. But so people are disappointed in this. And they're they're like, but Sesame Street is the educational show Mm. for everyone. Mm. Why would you be charging money for a JPEG? Like, so why would you be making a product that is the equivalent of like $70 bottled water? You know, it's just like dumb. Nobody needs it. And what what are you doing? So uh, our writer, Jam did kind of a deep dive into the history of funding Sesame Street because when it was created, it was that this idea that like we will publicly fund PBS Sesame Street will air on PBS and be like get half of its budget from public funding and then Nixon came into the White House and was immediate he was like I love Sesame Street but I can't stomach the government funding a single dollar of this and you know just attacked public PBS essentially and they've just been having to like, struggle and grind to just get enough money to keep the show afloat all of these years. You know, they've had to, like, lobby. They've had to, like, do DoorDash commercials. There was a Sesame Street DoorDash commercial in the Super Bowl a couple years ago that people were like, guys, (laughs) DoorDash is not a good company for you to be hanging out with. It's like watching your kids hang out with, like bad, I don't know, like smoke cigarettes or something. It's like, why is Big Bird doing, hanging out with DoorDash executives? But (laughs) it's been, yeah, it's just been violating its ethical ideals for since the start because the Republican Party, like starting with Nixon, just has had its crosshairs on Sesame Street because, not just because, like it's not, you know, the when it started, the show's budget was $8 million. So it's not like this massive government expenditure, but I think what it represents to the Republican Party is like something great that was openly created from public funding and like a a great work of art that was like openly, you know, it's just like too much of a success. And so ever since Nixon, like Newt Gingrich also like got in on it. And like in the 90s was like, we shouldn't be giving them any money because they sold Tickle Me Elmo's so they can fund their budget as much as they want, which just, yeah, it's completely misguided. And but but I think they're afraid of what Sesame Street represents. And mm-hmm. in this country, like just any beacon of socialism is, you know, the country is allergic to
4: coming for libraries. Always
3: have been, yeah. Libraries and Sesame Street, the number one evils that are that threaten America, yeah.
4: Sure, somebody call the Tiger King, let them know the (laughs) real enemy, right? Uh, but I like okay, so this is the thing Sesame Street is a wholesome kind of connecting point for a lot of people. It's difficult to look at something like that and vilify it, and I will say. This is an opportunity for me to to reference a weird Nixon fact. Bridget, Jack, Zeitgang, I recently learned that Richard Nixon gen- genuinely said, I have often thought that if there had been a good rap group around in those days, I might have chosen a career in music instead of politics. What? Yes. He was a rap <laughs> fan? He said that uh, you know, he almost he heavily implies that he would have gone into music instead of politics. I don't know what he was listening to, but this was found in a 1997 tour through the Nixon Presidential Library. So...
3: Was it like something he said at the end when like just random neurons were firing off in his (laughs) dying brain? Because it feels like he lasted longer, like that we just kind of decided that he wasn't going to be an ex-president that people paid attention to. But, like, there's a photograph that always blows my mind of Nixon and RoboCop, like, at the same <laughs> what? event. Yeah, because they were at, like, some boys and girls club event together. <laughs> like, a, just somebody dressed as RoboCop. Not, not the real RoboCop, everyone. Not and, from the documentary. But, yeah. like, it seems like, well, that can't be because... Those like RoboCop is from a different time period than Nixon, uh-huh. but he was still around and out there and just being like, I didn't do anything wrong, I got screwed. <laughs> yeah, it may,
4: yeah, it was definitely it had big former president energy to yeah. say, you know, I've I, oh yeah, well I could have also been awesome at music, but you know, yeah. just didn't you know, it's not my fault, it's the world's fault. So I am not a fan of Nixon to be absolutely transparent about it it does not surprise me that he and his ilk object to free education yeah. in an equitable wholesome way but also nfts are stupid can i say that on oh on this yeah show? okay
3: no, absolutely not because Zeitcoin is still coming we're still developing <laughs> it it will be released uh we're we're targeting a spring 2026 launch for Mm. Zeitcoin. It just takes a lot. We just have a lot of notes on the design of the JPEG, the pixel placements. Uh, Yeah, no, of course. I mean, Bridget, you know
4: more about this than I do. So like, what's our NFTs? Are they a grift? Is this some total scam? Total scam. Yeah.
2: Complete scam. It's funny. uh, I was at South by Southwest this time last year and everything was NFT this crypto that like that was the thing. And I'm not at South by right now, but I have lots of friends who are. And I'm hearing that this is like, NFTs who? We don't know her. Like, that's yes. how quickly everybody was like, mm, maybe not. And how, like, it was, people had, like, gone all in on it just a year ago. And today it's, like, not a thing anymore. Uh, total scam. It breaks my heart that Sesame Street has to resort to And also resort to it and get there kind of late. Like, again, like if this this had been Mm. announced last year, I might have been like, all right. Um, But, yeah, Ben, to your point about the way that public television, particularly for children, has been, like, scrutinized and attacked, you know, you were like, oh, it's very wholesome. You know, they really, what could they find to be upset about? The way that folks on the right are trying to politicize Sesame Street to target it, to be like, this is why we need to defund it. I remember when Big Bird got, quote unquote, got the COVID shot and they were like, oh, like, this is so political. And I have to say, I respected Sesame Street's stance of being like, nope, we're just, you know, amplifying what the American Association of Pediatrics has said is good for kids. And so that's what we're going to do. The way that Republicans continue to try to target and scrutinize and weaponize Sesame Street, precisely because it is a source of kind of wholesome, often like identity-based education for children, I think is really disgusting. And it's sad then that they have to resort to what is just a scam. Like NFTs are not a good investment. It is not a good use of anyone's money. It just makes me, it breaks my heart. And I think it really is a a testament to the fact that we do live in this like new tech hell, I guess. Like Like a tech hellscape where... Even Sesame Street has to go the NFT route, you know?
3: Yeah. But Cookie Monster does look like he wants to fuck me, right? Like, that's what's <laughs> happening in that pit. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clearly, they're yeah, like, yeah. maybe you're interested in NFTs now? <laughs> By unbuttoning this tap yeah. but button? Is it yeah. like an NFT
2: of Cookie Monster's hinge profile? <laughs>
3: there it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Either
4: way, Jack, you're not going to get all the way through like, you're not even gonna get through the first 30 minutes of whatever you guys watch on Netflix because uh, Cookie Monster's got a vibe there.
3: Oh, yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 <laughs> Netflix, and it's not gonna be very chill. That's a cool, timely reference, right? Yeah, Bridget, you
4: we know, very finger on the pulse. Yeah,
3: Bridget, such a pleasure having you as always. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff?
2: Oh, well, it's always a pleasure to join the Zyking. Um, people can find me on Instagram at Bridget Marine DC. On Twitter at Bridget Marie, on TikTok at Bridget Todd Makes Pods. I think that's what it is. Hey. I just started it, so forgive me for how bad it is. Um, you can it. listen to my podcast, There Are No Girls on the Internet, or you can listen to my brand new podcast with Next Chapter Podcast called Beef, where we are getting into the juiciest rivalries you've never heard of. Bret Hart, Hart and Shawn Michaels, Sylvester Stallone and Jean Cla- Jean-Claude Van Damme had a very interesting rivalry. If you're interested in historical rivalries... Check us out.
3: Hold on. John Club Van Dam and who?
2: Steven Seagal. Wait, oh, no, I'm yeah. sorry. Wait, is it Steven Seagal?
3: Yeah, I think that's right. Steven Seagal. Yes. Makes sense. Yeah. They hated each be. other. Oh, that's right. And is there a work of media that you've been enjoying?
2: There is a work of, I guess I'll call it a work of media. It's a little niche, but I had never seen this video of Azalea Banks doing an impression of T.I. It's so mean, but it's also the funniest thing I've ever seen. Please look it up. Like, I was dying laughing at Azalea Banks doing an impression of T.I.
3: Ben, where can people find you? Is there a work of media you've been enjoying?
4: Yeah, you can find me uh, at Ben Bullen, uh, B-O-W-L-I-N on Instagram. Uh, you can find me at Ben Bullen HSW on Twitter. Work of media, unrelated, that I've been really enjoying. I got, I got super into just... Very lo-fi POV walking, chill music tours on on YouTube. So my my YouTube history is probably quite boring right now because it's just the perfect eye bleach of someone walking with very chill music late at night through very nice cities. That was delightful. I'll send it. I'll send it. Lovely. I'll send it to you guys.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Uh, tweet I've been enjoying. Sana at Fruit Lover tweeted, I'm watching Nathan for you with my mom, and she keeps asking me, what's wrong with this guy? It just <laughs> feels like the exact right <laughs> parent response to Nathan you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a facebook fan page and a website daily where we post our episodes and our footnotes nope. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song that we think you might enjoy hey super producer justin is there a song that you think people might enjoy
0: Yeah, the only way I can describe this song is that it sounds like if someone Smoked angel
4: dust and then freestyled over the Rugrats or Sesame Street, I guess, theme song in a trap house basement. Okay? okay. You get in situations. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's very specific, but I'm just calling it how I see it, folks. It's, it, <laughs> I, I think you'll agree with me.
3: Uh, so this song is called Jig a Dame by Maxo Cream, and you can find that song in the footnotes. Footnotes. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you list your favorite shows that is going to do for us this morning, back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye.
1: Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo.
3: Hi, it's Jack O'Brien for HealthAid Kombucha. Uh, this bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice, is deliciously thirst quenching, uh, great for your gut health. HealthAid Kombucha comes in many flavors, Pink Lady Apple, your passion fruit tangerine, uh, ginger lemon is one of my favorites. It's organic, a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. You guys know I'm a big sodi fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink that instead of making you feel like you were drinking chemicals. It made your tummy feel good. That is HealthAid Kombucha. Look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Makes my dang tum tum feel good. So make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you.